Hello and welcome. I am so glad you're here. I'm Beth, a creator-based coach with CMH Coaching for Life. I'm here today to help you and those you love create a life you feel grounded and at home in. Think of a life where you feel peace, love for those around you, and in a flow with just enough challenge to keep you happy and creating something wonderful. Sounds like magic, but it's not. You can create that life every single day. You can have a life full of love, excitement, hope, and creation. Our mission at CMH Coaching is to flood the earth with light through compassion, mindfulness, and hope. And I'm going to ask a favor of you. If you like what you see and hear today, think of someone you know that would enjoy and benefit from this message. Our mission is to flood the world with compassion, mindfulness, and hope. Share this with them. But for now, this is time just for you. So settle into whatever you're doing and enjoy this time with the girls where we create that one awesome, amazing, perfect life every one of us is seeking. watching it load okay there we go we're here hello 50 50 girls we are very glad to see you happy monday it's a good day it's been a really good day around here fun no seriously i have had the best day it has been so good so i'm glad you have poor aubrey though aubrey's aubrey's doing great she's good her due date was the 28th of october Mm-hmm. For those of you who haven't followed on the 5050 Girl Club, I've been down here since the 20, 22nd. This is my little room office behind me at Aubrey's. <laughs> I've got this beautiful folding card table that I've been working at for the last couple of weeks. It's lovely. <laughs> and I'm, I really don't have my tongue in my cheek. It really has been good. It's been really fun. But um, we have had on and off and on off contractions. And then last night when we were, everybody had barbecue. We had family over and they brought barbecue. Um, Three of three or four of us got food poisoning from the barbecue. And one of the group was Aubrey. And here she is six days late. Yeah, with food poisoning. Horrendous pain. And so we ended out at the um at the midwife's making sure everything really was okay yeah. until just past midnight. And then we went back this morning to have more tests and stuff done. And they gave her an IV bag and you know, all of this stuff. But the happy thing is. Not to Aubrey's happiness, but to mine. <laughs> is they realized they had her due date wrong. Oh. And she wasn't really due until the first, which means she doesn't really have to have her baby until somewhere between the 11th and the 13th. Now, oh the 11th is my sister's birthday and the 13th is mine. Oh, so, okay. I mean, come on. Well, that'd be perfect. Wow. Yeah. I lobbied and she scowled and I lobbied some more and she scowled oh. and we had fun. At least I had fun. And she came home and took a nap. But she's like, oh, really, she's doing really good. <laughs> she's just a trooper. But oh. we have so much learning. There's just, I mean, you talk about an opportunity to really practice what you're going to do with your thoughts and what you really believe and how you're going to create your situation. We oh. have walked miles and miles and talked and talked and talked as we walked because midwife says, you know, go out and walk. And um, finally, she said to me on Saturday, this is my favorite part of having a baby. 
it's all the spiritual stuff that comes before the baby, you know? Oh yeah. And so, you know, she's a little uncomfortable, but she's not miserable yet. I have to say yet. You, Jen. Um, I hate to break this flow, but did you want to record this? I did. I guess I'll just go back and record it. From okay. Facebook. From Facebook. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. I can get it. If I get it on Facebook too, it, it records as the three of us instead of individuals, which I like. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So we can do that. Well, anyway, we just have had a really good time. It's been lots of fun. Good. How about good. you guys? <laughs> Come on, mess it up, JC. And I saw how you came in. Oh, yeah, I came in, guys, after a, uh, uh, just a, I get to practice compassion. <laughs> I'm going to practice compassion. I choose to practice compassion. <laughs> I choose to create a compassionate experience. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, just so much upheaval in, in a clinic that I'm working with and things should be different and could be different. And I'm frustrated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because of their choices, right? Because their it choices. could be so much better if they chose differently. Huh? Exactly. Exactly. Um, and part of it is like, if you just listen to me, <laughs> I know how this should go. Come on. Do <laughs> as I say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, I did write my- I did write a forthright email, <laughs> but it wasn't mean. It was just forthright, right? Here's forthright. the facts. Clear, concise. Yes, clear, clear, concise. This is the follow-up. Here you go. That's good. Those are the C's, right? You want to be Jen. Jen, can you remember all the C's for the centered self? Yeah, there is curiosity, calm, confident, connected, clarity, creativity, courage, and compassion. And we added one. What did we add? Centered. Centered. That's right. Centered. Centered. And so it looked like you had half of those. So you're batting 50% on your email. Right. Right. Yeah, because it was, I'm sure it was confident and I'm sure it was clear and Mm -hmm. I'm sure it was compassionate. I put a smiley face at the end. (laughs) (laughs) You know, well, I think one of the most compassionate things that we can do is give people their own agency. Mm -hmm. I really do. I've like with, with my kids and and having babies, because I just, this is a big deal for me. I studied to be a midwife for a while and I doula and I really love everything about childbirth, but it's not about me. And so it is just a really compassionate gift to be able to sit with them and let them have their experience. And that kind of sounds like what you're doing with your chiropractic office to yeah. sit with them and let them have their experience <laughs> and let them, let Wait. them. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was actually a really good training. It ended up being a good training just because I was able to show them that, you know, there, there are times guys that there's an order. It's not just, Hey, do it, get it all done. It'd be great. But there are certain things that require order and you've got to do things in a certain order. I say that it's like building a block tower, right? Yeah. It makes it easier if you do it in a certain order. 
And if you do it in a certain order, I mean, we can always fix something that's been done, but it's going to require more steps and more frustration and more mistakes. And, and it would just be really nice to get your foundation set up well at the very beginning, just yeah. in like four easy steps instead of about, I don't know, 10 after mm -hmm. the fact. Going around in circles. Yeah. 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 Mm. Well, I should do our intro. Oh, just because I didn't. And, you know, even though everybody knows us, maybe, maybe there's somebody new that's tuning in that needs to know, especially needs to know JC and Jen. So here's our intro now that we'll actually start. <laughs> Welcome to a creator-based life, the weekly podcast for CMH coaching. We empower women of faith to create the lives they love, the lives they have always wanted. And I'm here with Jacine Bonnet, a business coach, a mom, a grandma, and an avid runner who is always learning just like the rest of us. And Jennifer DeRoos, a coach, a can grow anything gardener who I heard planted trees today and a <laughs> hypnotherapist. And I'm Beth, a master life coach, an author, a Mimsy to a lot of grandchildren and a mom of nine and the creator of the creator-based way, create your one awesome, amazing, perfect life. And I got to tell you today in Texas, that is exactly what it is. It is just awesome and amazing and perfect. The sun's out. It's 80 degrees. My kids are all healthy. They're all, <laughs> most of them are happy. This is good. <laughs> it's a good day. Yeah. And today we're talking about compassion. Mm. So anybody in this, anybody have a good definition for compassion? It's our first talk about compassion. I I like synonyms for compassion for me personally. Um, one of my favorite is friendly. I love the thought that compassion is friendly and compassion is open mm -hmm. and compassion is kind. I always thought it's funny because I always thought like compassion was just nurturing, right? And I guess yeah. nurturing does encompass all of those uh, all of those, I guess, synonyms as well. Right. Yeah. But when um, I thought of compassion, that's, I, I always, that's what I always thought of was nurturing. Yeah. The one that I thought of this morning, I was listening to somebody, I listened to a lot of somebody's, but it came up about Jesus Christ and how Jesus Christ was an incredible mentor or model. I mean, for curiosity. And I thought of Jen right away. Mm -hmm. So I would, I would wonder, is compassion then somewhat curious? And I think we would be able to say when somebody is in need of love or support of some kind, and we want to reach out compassionately, I think there's curiosity in there as well in how we can support and how we can help. What do you think, Jen? Oh, absolutely. Because a lot of times somebody's, <laughs> we rarely notice good behavior. We always notice bad behavior. Mm -hmm. And you we'll usually, program that way. Yeah. And usually behind like unwanted or bad behavior, negative behavior is a missing need. The person's something in that person is not a need is not being met. So usually when I see that, I, I, I'm curious. I'm like, what is causing them to not, you know, to be this way? What, yeah. what is causing them to act What's this way? And so here? I can see how curiosity could lead you to a compassionate um, view of somebody. Yeah. An outcome. I yeah. heard, I heard once, and I don't know where this came from, but 
within the word compassion is the word compass. Uh-huh. And so I kind of think it's like a directed love. It's a direction, a, 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 you know, a point to where you can focus your love in on. So I thought that was kind of a cool. Well, little... and the second word in compassion is passion. Mm-hmm. So it's compass directed love with the energy to make it happen. The passion to go through, because I think also for me, compassion is an action word. Mm-hmm. In a lot yeah. of senses. Yeah. It's um, a reaching out a merciful thing. What do you think, JC? I, I think it's really important and valuable that we're talking about this because in the business world, and, and I know in other in other areas, compassion is kind of frowned upon because it's it's almost like they feel like it's a uh, an excuse or a mm. pass, a free pass, right? You're giving somebody a free pass and they don't have to pay the price for their actions or, you know, oh, if I'm going to be compassionate with myself when I'm, I I think they just, there's just not a, I think there needs to be a greater understanding of what compassion truly is and how it does help us progress and become even better. It's not necessarily a free pass, you know, there's still accountability. Yeah. I think Simon Sinek does a great job in teaching leaders. That's his whole platform is mm-hmm. there can be compassion. There can be all that understanding that in, in the business world and leadership. And so I love all of his stuff when it comes down to that. Does he have any specific suggestions in being compassionate um, in the business world? Well, one of his books is Leaders Eat Last. Oh, mm-hmm. well, yep, yeah, that makes sense. A servant leader is a really mm-hmm. important thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and his other ones together is better. I mean, I shared that one with you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. We did that for you week. That was so fun. You know, and coming, I, I spent some years in the corporate world and I hated it. And it was a lot of all that like dog eat dog, me over you, no excuses. There can't be any understanding. It's like you follow the rules, one strike you're out. It was really just a, a, a an experience that I just did not want to be in and did not like. And I'm not saying that every corporate experience and every business is that way, but I was just like, do you have to be like this horrible person and just run roughshod over everybody and be, I mean, I saw so many like backhanded stuff happening for people to get ahead. And I was like, oh, I just don't like this. So what'd you learn about, about the other way from Simon Sinek? That (laughs) it's a paradigm shift for a lot of people. Uh Uh-huh. And that mm-hmm. he does say that you can, you know, these businesses can be successful, but it's, it's like they're they're a long term success over some of this this other short term, yeah. get stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, dirty little secret, but I always thought compassion was wimpy. Ah, see that it yeah. was that it was weakness. I always thought, you know, it's it was just letting somebody off the hook or just saying, here, just take mine because I know you can't do it. And so yeah. it's real change for me to understand. That's why I love friendly because mm-hmm. that's something that I can recognize and apply daily, that there is a loving friendship there in compassion. I was thinking about just an instance when I was raising, when we were raising our kids and Mark came from a home that was very military based. I mean, they lived on, lived on the base, the military base and dad was 
100% gung-ho military mom worked on the base. I mean, it was, that's how, and that's how they ran their household. And there wasn't a lot of compassion. And so when we started raising our kids, um, it looked, we had to, we had to learn to come because we model where we come from. Yeah. 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 And there were times I tuned everything out. That was my thing is just, you just tune it out because I don't want to hear it, you know, so I could survive and maintain. And he'd be like, didn't you just hear what they just said to you? Didn't you hear their tone? And so there was a lot of, you know, got to hold them accountable, accountable, accountable. Mm -hmm. And we came across um, a different style of parenting and it was holding the kids accountable, but also in a let doing it in a loving way. And right now I am spacing the name and I know it's right on the tip of my tongue. Was it parenting with love and logic? Yes. Love and logic. That's what we did. We did parenting with love and logic when our kids were growing up. And I remember a time (laughs) that Tyler, (laughs) he was supposed to, so, you know, the dishes don't stay in the sink. They go in the dishwasher, but our dishwasher back then was not super helpful. It sanitized the dishes. It didn't really wash. Yeah. You had to wash them first. Yes. Yes. So you got to, you know, scrape the egg off, get it in there, rinse it, make sure it's in there. And, um, he was given several opportunities. We were going to go see a movie that day and he was given several opportunities to get the dishes done. And so about 10 minutes before we were going to leave, I said, Hey, everybody is everybody ready you know go in go to the bathroom get your snacks whatever and and um Tyler ran I heard him run into the kitchen and just like throw the dishes in the dishwasher right (laughs) and and so I sat there Mark and I sat there and we're like okay what are we gonna do yeah super hard because it was hard it was his choice I know he didn't rinse the dishes And so I went out to the kitchen and opened the dishwasher and it's time to go. Like we had to leave movies. Don't wait. Right. And I said, I looked at Tyler and I said, I, this just makes me so sad. And it did. Yeah. Me so sad. And I am so sorry that you chose not to do the dishes. Right. Because you, you chose not to go to the movies now. And that makes me so sad. Yeah. And I wish you would have made a, a different choice, you yeah. know? Yeah. But that was accountability mm-hmm. with compassion, right? Yeah. That was one of those mom moments. I was like, yes, yes good job, mom. Right. Yeah. And I remember those because they were few and far between. However, <laughs> you know, that was just one that it was like, wow, we put this love and logic to to the test and it worked and, and he wasn't angry with us. And he wasn't, I mean, I think I still have a note that he wrote and left on my pillow that uh, night. Because so he felt bad to make you sad. Yeah. He felt bad to make me sad. He felt bad that he missed out time with the family and, you know, it was just, yeah. The thing that I love that I really like about that love and logic series is the first word is love. Mm-hmm. It's not a logic and love series. It's a love and logic series. The compassion comes first. Yeah. And that you illustrated that so perfectly in the way you worked with the dishwasher and with Mm -hmm. your son. Yeah. That's amazing. 
I love that. Hmm. Anybody, have you guys ever had a, a situation like that where somebody did that for you, where they were really compassionate towards you? And what was that like? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I've had people who have been so kind towards me throughout my life. Nobody that's just really been awful, awful, you know, a couple times people have said harsh things, but I've been really blessed to have a lot of really compassionate people in my life. It's interesting as JC was, ex was expressing and, you know, that yeah. story about that in my mind came a lot of the pivotal moments in my childhood when, in my, when I didn't show up or I didn't do things and my parents, how they came at me and I'm such a night and day difference. And I'm, and I'm sitting here thinking I would have loved it if my parents would have used the logic, like mm -hmm. explain to me a follow through why, yeah. why they want me to do something mm -hmm. instead of just do it because I said so, because I'm the authority figure, mm -hmm. which makes me go, you know, you know, just like, <laughs> do it, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and then the punishment coming because of that. And just like, you know, so I'm just saying, what a wonderful way to teach your children. Um, because because some of the, the the after things that happen, I'm just like, it just snowballed into just chaos and at times violence. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, it would have been, I just, I was a smart kid in the sense of like, just explain it to me. Right. Well, and one of the things I loved as long as talk about love and logic was the phrase, would you like to hear what other kids have done? Yeah. So you, yeah. So you leave, you leave with the logic, you lead with the love and you have the definite boundary and the parameter and you explain what you need to explain. Mm -hmm. And then you ask, how do you want to do this? How do you want to accomplish it? Mm -hmm. And if they can't, at least at that moment, after you've waited, would you like to hear what other kids have done? Let me give you some ideas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it puts you know, it back in their court. And I'm just thinking about it. Like, you know, maybe some of that also was a developmental thing on my part when maybe I just needed you to walk me through it a few times. Yeah. But if you're just with me. Yep. And that's know, something right? like that. And so I just kind of like, oh my gosh, you know, what a gold mm -hmm. book. What a good book to have. Yeah. Through on all kinds of, yeah, they had a lot of books in that series. I watched yeah. Backfire as many times as I watched it succeed. Um, <laughs> right. So because you tell, you tell. <laughs> well, the logic part. Okay. So it was almost like if, Okay, so here's the rules. You, I will take the dishwasher. The dishwasher and the movies follow the dishwasher. Mm -hmm. And then I watched it like the reminder, the reminder, the threatening reminder. You know, mm -hmm. well, we're going to the movies in 20 minutes. If it's not done, you can't go. And, mm -hmm. and then when the when it happened that um, that it wasn't done, it was almost vindictive. Well, there you go. You can't go. And mm -hmm. when the kid starts screaming and crying, the mom walks out the door because that's logical. Mm -hmm. That's when I really watched it backfire. The love is the really important part. That's yeah. the component mm -hmm. that makes it work. Yeah. And that's like you were saying in exploring or show me, run through it with me a few times. Yeah. That's the love, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the compassion part of it. Instead yeah. of just punishment, punishment. Yeah. Maybe well, just walk me through it. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here. I going, wow. Walk me through it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was really good. It really helped us as parents. And you're right, JC. The successes were not as frequent as we would have liked. <laughs> but we learned a lot from it. And I like to think my kids are better parents because of it. Yeah. Because yeah. of the way we practiced <laughs> practiced with them. They practice better with their kids. 
Right? That's yeah. what it is. Yes. It yeah. is a practice. I, know, yeah. I observe people being parents and I just am like, how can you do that 24 seven? Oh, it's lose your, lose your mind. Right? You do you lose your mind. <laughs> and, and I watch every single day, the battle for nap time. Oh gosh. <laughs> Go back to your room. And then the battle for bedtime. Go back to your room. Go back to your room. 20 minutes later, go back to your mother. How is your head not turning inside out? I know. But you you cultivate that patience. Uh, it makes us such good people. And they are They're really good parents. They're just mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. I just sit back and just, I'm all like amazed. I'm like, yeah. how do you keep these little bodies, you know, alive and yourself sane or partially sane and, you know, not commit murder yeah, and well, just know. kudos to all the parents who are listening yes. and all the yes. all the parents who have ever yeah I know. Just, who have been I mean, parents it's a good day if i get my cats and my husband and i fed you know it's <laughs> like yeah you know, i just am like i yeah uh, yeah so like, oh, that's no. off to all you moms and dads out there that are doing it oh man good job good job i yeah. i think what that it just gives us such opportunity to practice compassion, you know, and, and not just, not just with, but with friends, right. And we're there day in and day out. And if you apply the love and logic to that as well, you know, (laughs) start with love and Uh compassion. Yeah. 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 It's all about creating, which is why we call this a creator-based life because Mm -hmm. you're creating your life in your family and you're creating the, um, the theme of your family. And if compassion is one of your family themes, it's a really great life. Mm-hmm. Just talk just for a couple minutes about creating and maybe some creator words, because I read just the best blog. It was David Emerald's wife that wrote it. And it was a, it was a blog on creator worlds, words and how a creator uses verbiage. Now, yeah. my guess is JC, and you do this a lot with the chiropractic practice right? They're almost like your children. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you would. Can you tell us just a little bit about how you use your words to kind of create that? We actually, it's interesting because I'm thinking about, we have something called the seven forbidden phrases. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear all about the yeah. seven forbidden the phrases. Seven forbidden phrases. So, and it goes right along with what I'm sure Miss Emerald was talking about. Let me, yeah. Um, yeah. So one of the, the, I have to find it so I get them all right. You find them, you find them. Yeah. She, what, what, what was presented in her writing was, this is what you say, and this is the creator way you could say it. So mm-hmm. that you could move out of whether it was persecutor or whether it yeah. was victim and into a creator role, back into your empowered space. Or your compassionate, loving, centered space, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear them. Yeah. All forbidden right. Phrases. So the way I teach the seven forbidden phrases is, you know, it's all about when we're communicating with patients, when we're communicating with each other, we want it to be positive and not have a negative undertone, right? So that people can have a positive experience. Oh, so like with kids too, kids and family, this could work really well. Absolutely. Um, I, instead of saying, I don't know, that's the forbidden phrase. I don't know. I can't, or even I'm sorry, or unfortunately, which is interesting. 
Hmm. No. The third one is no, or I'm sorry, or unfortunately. And let's talk about those first three. So I don't know. Instead of saying, I don't know, when you have somebody on the phone, you know, if you don't know the answer, it's, hey, that's a really great question. Let me check and find out. Yeah. Yeah. I want to make sure I get you the right answer. So, you know. How cool would that be? Like in a child setting? Why? Yeah. I don't know. That's a really good question. That's a really great question. My, my, my granddaughter May is four and a half and why, and her brother is three. And so why is literally in a, in a conversation of 50 words, it's going to be said 35 times, right? What it is, it's why. And so after the first couple of days of being here and trying to answer the whys, I, I talked to Aubrey and I, what do you do with this? And she said, I say, why do you think? Mm -hmm. Which is just like, that's a really great question. And after I did it with May for like the third or fourth time, she just looked at me and stopped talking. Because it was a game to string me along and keep me going. Yeah. Yes. That makes so total sense. Yeah. What a really great, but wouldn't that be fun when she said, why, if I had said, that's a really great question. Yeah. It would have changed. Why the do you ask? Yeah. What, why do you think? Why yeah. Do you Let me check on that for you. I'll talk to mom. Yeah. It's such a great question. Yeah. yeah. And how would it be like for anybody to respond I, instead of, I don't know, I don't know. What you do you know, think? Uh, that's a really great question. Well, yeah, I love how like, well, what do you think? Because it's it's engaging the possibility of a conversation, a connection. And yes, and possibility right. is an amazing yeah. creative force. Yes, absolutely. Creator based way. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, I can't, of course, it's what I can do. Or right. oftentimes we say, you know, if, if we have a patient on the phone or, oh, I'm sorry, I can't get you in today. Um, unfortunately the doctor's not here or unfortunately all of those, we don't use those negative, words. right. They're negative. Yeah. And instead, if you just say, Hey, what I can do is this for you, uh-huh. what I can do. Oh boy. I'm going to try that too with the toddlers because right? I want chocolate. Well, what I can do is offer you some grapes. Yeah. I want chocolate. Well, what <laughs> yeah. I can do is I could go play in the backyard with you it would be done. Yeah. That's genius. Yeah. Right. It's so yeah, that's cool. genius. Right. Cause you could do like, well, Hey, what I can do, what I can do. Right. And they're like, Oh, now I'm excited. And it's like that, that like distraction, you know, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that brilliant? It works with everybody. It's yeah. brilliant. Same thing with, instead of saying no, because how, how often do we want to hear no? And right. oftentimes with patients, when you say no three times, like if you say, oh, well, what time would you like to come in? Oh, how about 1030? Mm, no, uh, no, that's not going to work for us. It's again, it's like what I can do. What can you do? Well, I so, could do 1230 or I yeah. could do 1045. Here's yeah. your options. You choose from these. Yeah. And same thing, like with our kids, instead of saying no, hey, what I, again, what I can do, like you were saying with the chocolate. Yeah, but pretty sure yeah. this would work with anybody. I mean, anybody in your household or in your circle of influence, right? because it's all really positive. It's just That's- reframing so that it's about creating something instead of about closing something down. Absolutely. And like Jen was saying, like the next one is you have to. Oh, I don't or, like that. One or the doctor wants you to, or dad wants you to, or whatever, right? Instead of saying to. that, you change the words and it's important for you yeah. to do this because blah. Well, right? and remember, you know, we did the words workshop on Saturday 
And Jen mm-hmm. talks about the power of words. Immediately, you have to. Shuts everything down for me. Right? Yeah, me too. Yeah. You know, I, well, also, I don't know if this if you, if you this works with you and if you've tried this, but um, it would be really helpful for us if you had this filled out before you came in. Oh. Because a lot of people are like, oh, I, I'll help. You know, yeah, if it's I want to help. Yeah. Oh, oh yes, I'll help. You know, I, and I don't know, I don't know if that would be a good thing to use, or if it's like a no go. I think once, like, yeah, I think once they're established that they want to help, but when they're a new patient, yeah, you know, they want to be taken care of. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, serious. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love to ask patients for help. Yeah, yeah because who want? Everybody wants to help. Yeah, most people want to help. Most people do. <laughs> Do we have any more of the seven or is that all the seven? Uh, don't forget. I mean, there's some others. Don't forget. And instead of oh saying, gosh. don't forget, it's please remember. Please remember. And I can tell you that what you tell your little kids, whatever the last thing is, don't go in the street. What they hear, and this is, it's scientifically scientifically yep. shown, what they yep. hear is go in the street. Yep. So instead you say, stay on the sidewalk. Yep. Stay on the grass but you don't say don't go in the street. And exactly. so it makes sense if we're like that as children, we're going to be like that as adults. Mm-hmm. Well, um, in, remember. In yeah. hypnotherapy, when we're in the subconscious state, mm-hmm. they tell us don't use the negatives. You can't, don't, don't use the don't do this, don't do that because the subconscious only hears do this. Ah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so you makes can a lot completely of undo everything that you've done with them by saying, well, don't say bad words to you yourself. And then also they hear is say bad words to yourself. And so you yes. just put that in their mind. So you, 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 you can't yes. use the negative. Right. It's super interesting that the science, you know, the science behind it, like what you're saying, Beth, is like, I mean, even in, in everyday language, if you can just reframe it to yeah. a positive action. Yeah. To what you will do. A, a forward movement compared to a don't. Yeah. Right. And I wish, I really wish I would have known that when I was raising my kids, because, you know, with Brandon, he was supposed to take out the garbage every Monday. I mean, we lived in the house for 21 years, every Monday you take out the garbage and he just time and time again, he would forget, but I would always say, don't forget to take out the garbage. Right. That was my thing. And so I planted those seeds and you know, didn't allow him to you be creative because I planted the seeds <laughs> with I my work. And learn, right? You plant great right. seeds now. Yeah. yeah. Better. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Offer a little self-compassion, right? Yes. 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 One of my favorite things um, about being compassionate is to speak kindly to ourselves. I mean, there are things I would never, ever say to you guys that are said in my head. And those are the days when those, that's when I need to catch the thoughts and reframe them to something mm-hmm. positive, you know, because I want to create something positive in my life. Yeah. It's that. also a, uh, uh, proven fact. And we learned this in the, the readings that we had to do for, um, hypnotherapy uh-huh. that saying something three times, the brain takes it as a truth whether or not it's true or not. So if it's you're telling right. yourself over and over and over every day that you're an idiot, you're an idiot, you're an idiot, your brain's gonna be like, okay, I'm an idiot. It'll believe you. It'll believe you. But there's so much power because then you say it three times in a compassionate sense 
I love you. Good morning, Jennifer. I love you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It works. Yeah. So or I'm it's, so good it's all about that. just making that neural pathway just deeper and deeper and deeper when you repeat it over and over again. So mm. yeah, watch your thoughts, watch what you're telling yourself. Well, and I love just telling myself, you're so good at this. Yeah. You know, it just feels good. And you you get better and better at whatever you're doing when you just say, I'm so good at this. And as I live with these littles, they say that just so naturally. Right. Watch me. I'm so good at this. Yes. But if you catch yourself, if you catch yourself saying, because you know, we do have our habits, we're trying to break in our thought habits. Yeah, we do. You, we have lots of things in you there. If you catch yourself saying, I'm not good at this, then just put that word, that small three-letter word on the end, and it will change the whole yes. the whole thing of it. I'm not yes. good at this yet. Yes. And it changes the whole feeling and the whole power. You are now moving forward. Yeah, there's hope in that. Mm -hmm. So just, I mean, these are little tips and tricks. So until you can put it into that, reframe it into that positive statement of, I'm so good at this. I'm so good at this. Yeah. If that doesn't feel, feel believable, that is a beautiful step. That yet word is magical. Mm -hmm. really I've is. been so, really is. so I'm, or I'm practicing. That's the other one I really like. I'm practicing. I'm practicing with my compassion. <laughs> I'm practicing with patience. I'm practicing with staying cheerful. Yeah. I'm practicing. Yeah. I'm practicing with my practice, right? <laughs> or when I've completely fallen flat on my face, I'm like, okay, I'm learning. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm learning. Yeah. Yep. Learning. Yeah. And Things mistakes are expected. Yep. Mistakes are expected. They're part of part of learning. Mistakes were made. Yep. Mistakes mm -hmm. were made. That's okay. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I had a oh. I had a full year. I had a full year that I was my mantra was just in training, like I'm trying to run a marathon and stuff. And it was, it was brutal, but I just was like, train ugly. It doesn't matter. Just train. And train. I love that. Train <laughs> ugly. It doesn't matter. Ugly. Just doesn't do matter. it. Well, yeah. because mistakes and they can be pretty ugly, right? Yeah. Just train ugly. Just well, yeah. I'm going to remember that one. I like that. <laughs> that ties right into compassion. Because if you're telling yourself train ugly, you're giving yourself that everything that you Permission. need. Yeah. Permission. yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. I love that. All right. This was amazing. For an unscripted podcast, we were led. Tender mercies. It's a beautiful thing. Very compassionate. And I feel better. Um, tomorrow we're doing coaching clear. Hopefully there will, I, Aubrey will not be having a baby between 1.30 and 2.30 tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> I doubt it will happen. The midwife thinks Wednesday. I'm still lobbying for my birthday, but we'll see what happens with that. So we have coaching clear. And then Wednesday we have book club. And oh my gosh, I have to tell you, I had time Sunday afternoon to read the book for book club. And I was so impressed. You want to talk about it? You, yeah, what? Yeah, we're just in the going, we're up to the first half of the book and it's, I love it. This is compassion, right? It's, it's not, not your, fault. your fault. Just it's the title is so compassionate. It's not your fault. There yes, it is. You. So beautiful. Yeah. And just talking about like some of the things Jen was saying, you know, how, how things that happen in our childhood sometimes shape us, but we have the choice to change it, right? We can be creators, which mm -hmm. I love. Yeah. So it's so very good. cool. So, so um, up, what chapter are we reading up to on Wednesday? 
Such a great question, Jen. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to put you on the spot, but I want to make sure I'm prepared. What a great question, Jen. Such a great question. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> Let me be sure I get the right answer for you. <laughs> I'm sorry to put you on the spot, JC. Well, what I love about no, the good. book, what, what I was reading, what I loved was the clarity and the way he lays it out. It's so easy to understand. And it's so hopeful because mm -hmm. the steps that he outlines, you're like, oh, well, I could do that. And as you're reading through, it's just, it's, it's a great book. I was very yes. impressed. Yeah. We're going to be through chapter nine, Jen. Okay. On Wednesday. So through chapter nine for Wednesday, and that's at what time Wednesday? At 1.30 Central Time. Are we, Central Time. are we not doing book club the week of, of Thanksgiving or something? That's We are, but, well, I don't know if we will or not. A lot of times we we'll talk about that. Probably not, though, because a lot of people are gone the day before Thanksgiving or they're baking pies, but... Book club only runs 30 minutes. And so you could put your pie in, go to book club and come back. <laughs> True. Because that will then give us three more. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Wednesday book club through chapter nine. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not your fault. Fantastic book. And then Thursday coach training. And we are winding up. We only have six more coach training classes and the year of learning will end, which is amazing to me. Mm -hmm. And we'll go into internships for these new coaches. And then in June, we're starting a new round of coach training. So anybody hanging around who really wants to know about creative based coaching, come look because we'll start new coach training June of 2024. So in a while. It's amazing. Then, yeah, it is so amazing. It is really, truly life-changing. And then we have a jumpstart coming up the first weekend of December. Should we talk about that? Sure, so I can prepare. It's tapping. It's oh, yeah, tapping. tapping to tame holiday stress and anxiety. Emotional freedom technique. Yes. Yes, yes. And boy, if ever we need an op some good tricks and tips for working with stress and anxiety, it is during the holidays because yeah. things get so busy and we need to make our choices. And we need to make our choices from those five C's place again. It was calm, centered, creative, compassionate. The five C's or the seven? I don't know. Just tell me all those C's. Um, curiosity, <laughs> connected, centered, courage, creativity, clarity. It's, it's just a whole bunch of C's. Confidence. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you come to the jumpstart, you'll learn maybe a little more about the C's. I'll practice them, promise. And you'll learn more how to use the, the tools that we have. There's going to be a bunch of tools to work with the stress and the anxiety that may come up during the holidays. Mm -hmm. um, it parallels our free confident connections course that we offer through Facebook. And so it kind of helps you, especially if you feel uncomfortable in group settings or you're not real keen on family gatherings, there's lots of opportunities there to make confident connections in that course. I have to yeah. tell you, I call it tapping to calm your crazy because it's, <laughs> I love like that. Tapping to calm your crazy. Calm crazy. Uh, because of the 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 intense family situations that I found my I find myself in, like, you know. And so many of us do. Yeah. And sometimes it's the only thing I can do when I have my time alone to like release all of the anxiety and the trauma and everything is to tap it out. And it does. It helps you center and ground yourself. So yeah. So that's, that's I think it's cool. it, well, it's the first Saturday in December, which I believe is the second. 
I might be wrong on the date, but I think that's what it is. Yep, you're and right. Yes, so yeah, it. it's on Eventbrite. If you just look for an online class and type in tapping, it'll come up for you and you can mm -hmm. sign up on Eventbrite. And if you're a member of the 5050 Girl Club, you'll see it there as well too. So that's coming up and that will be lots of fun and great tools. Mm -hmm. Did I miss anything? I don't think so. I think Did we're good. That? Here's to a compassionate week <laughs> for everybody, including and especially yourself. Hey, yeah, if I do this. Yesterday yeah, I did go. this, hearts came out. Yep, there it, it is. Hearts. I love it. You do, you're so, wow. It's the it. magic of being a Mimsy. I just want you to know you have to be a Mimsy to do I that. I think you have to update. You have to do the latest download for it. Oh, sorry. That's so it's cool. Mimsy magic. I is magic. Beth is magic. That's so cool. Have a great week, you guys. I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Oh my gosh. That is so much. Yeah, we haven't figured out why it started yet. But first, I need to figure out how to make the live stop doing live. There it is. Bye, 5050. We love you. If I wake up with a bad attitude, I fill my mind with gratitude. I give thanks for everything. What I think about, I bring about That's the way it is and there is no doubt Day by day I pave the way with every little thought I think Hey, thanks for joining us today in A Creator-Based Life. I hope you felt that compassion, mindfulness, and hope you came seeking today. You can find more of it at cmhcoaching.com or on linktree slash cmhcoaching. Of course, any social media outlet, we're there too. Because you felt the benefit and light in this message, please invite those you care deeply about to join us. Help us to create a ripple effect across the globe of compassion, mindfulness, and hope. Then we can create a creator-based life together. Have a great week, y'all. We'll talk to you soon. Moment by moment, it's all up to me. Cause what I think.